Hello. Say hello to my little friend. Name M. This is another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name's Liv. This is M. She already said hi, which is pretty good. And uh, we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, paranormal, spiritual, and whatever else. Because we are twin flame psychic mediums and uh, best friends from intergalactic space and time. <laughs> I can't hear you in my headphones, but that's okay. It's okay. We fixed it. You want to know how we fixed it? We jimmied it. I don't, I don't know. Say hi to the people after you're jimmying. I don't know if you could hear me for the last five minutes, but. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why my microphone wasn't picking it up. <laughs> yeah. I got ready this morning. I was like, I'm going to have everything hooked up before M gets here so that we don't have to do it when we get here. I'm going to eat half of a whole watermelon and it's going to be great. No, still technical difficulties, but say lovey. You know what I'm saying? I but. think we need the uh, power of the root chakra of the earth to uh, help balance our life out. What do you think? Well, clearly it's not doing a good enough job of it. <laughs> we just need to take where we live and push it to the base of Mount Shasta. Because that's the earth chakra, root chakra, the, the root chakra of the earth. There we go. It's a lot for me to remember. I don't know. I think it's weird that the chakras are on different places. <laughs> And not inside the earth like they are inside of us. Yeah, it would be like if your belly button, the belly button itself was a chakra and like your it nose. No, it's the, the region of your belly button, but not your belly button itself. I want like the well, cavernous thing with that, that weird stuff. How it is in. for the earth. Yes. Like a mountain is no. a chakra. Like it's just the area of the chakra. <laughs> I don't know everyone see and that's like the big <clears throat> me 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 uh that's the big underlying theme that I feel like bothers me the most about what we do is everybody focuses on the physicality of metaphysical and I just want to take the physical out of metaphysical so yes I mean people go to the mountain and they're like the mountain holds the power and I'm like well maybe there's like like your hypothesis is that maybe the power is under the mountain well, I feel like it's the different layers of the earth are the main chakras. I see, I see, I see. And then the different, I don't know, bumpy parts of the uh, earth could be other chakras that aren't the main ones. Mm. You're talking like tectonic plates and like yeah. earth's crust. The bumpy parts. Got it. Yeah. No the earth's <laughs> pimples. <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow. All right. So we're talking about the chakras of the earth because similarly to how our bodies have chakras, people of the internet have also said that the earth has chakras and they have been decided upon what they are except for one of them, which we'll get to in another episode that I guess just changes randomly whenever the freak it wants to, for lack of a better, more eloquent way to put it. Well, how did they figure out where the chakras are? I have no idea. Could I find out who and what decided where the chakras were? No, I think it's more of like a collective, whoever's the loudest gets to say where the chakras are. I was like, well, clearly it's not collective because no one knows where any of them are (laughs) since they keep changing. Well, only one of them keeps changing. One of them isn't like a set spot on the earth. Right now, it overlaps it with another chakra. The, is it because it's on the inside of the earth? I have no idea. I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be doing the research on this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I only did the root chakra for today. Because it's a lot. So, the earth has chakras just like your body does. And there are... Is it seven or eight? Seven. Great seven colors of the rainbow. I literally, I was in band, so I never had to take an art class plus like elementary school. I think they teach you about colors in elementary school. I was also an ADHD child that did not pay attention. I got sent to the back of the class But they a gave lot you a little talking. song. Roy, Roy G. Biv. Seven. That's too much for me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the root chakra of the earth is located in California of the United States of America. And the specific place in which the root chakra of the earth resides is Mount Shasta. Yes, the place of Shasta Soda. You're welcome. And Mount Shasta is a dormant volcano said to have lots of healing energy. It is the base of all energy in which life stems from. It is believed by the indigenous peoples of the Mount Shasta area that the dormant volcano has uh, sanctity and it's they think it to be the center of the universe. Some of their legends depict the mountain to be sacred as the site of the home and of the creator. Geographically speaking, it is a 15,000 foot high mountain in Northern California. You're welcome. If you hear sounds of something being eaten, it's my dog eating a bone. No one can hear that. No one will know. Now they do. A geological description of Mount Shasta is that is for all of the like geology nerds out there my mom had to take a geology class and I guess she really liked her teacher she's a nurse now but she had to take geology I've never had to take geology except for like one time in seventh grade in band camp no not band camp we didn't go to band camp for geology unfortunately but we did rock the earth no I'm kidding no no I'm not really kidding it was pretty good anyways so for all the rocky people out there Mount Shasta is a compound stratovolcano being comprised of four major volcanic cones, each being built out of layer of the Earth's, a.k.a. That's why it's called a strata. So it's like layers, like a fudge swirl, you know? No. Rocky Road ice cream, but layered. (gasps) Yes! I don't get it. (laughs) Rocky Road, get it? Because it's rocky and there's a road by Mount Shasta. There has to be. People go there. It's not layered. It could be. Sometimes they layer the, like, marshmallow filling in the ice cream. 
They don't layer it. They just put a little marshmallow. Sometimes they put a swirl. Anyways, it's a strata <laughs> volcano. <laughs> and each one has had individual eruptive periods. So each cone itself is considered a strata volcano. So Mount Shasta itself is for individual volcanic cones. And together, they're considered a strata volcano. Each volcano was created within such close proximity to one another that they're actually overlapping. And this lends to the collective cones, the geological term of a compound strato volcano. Do you guys feel smarter now? No. <laughs> Does the volcano go boom? Um, the last time I d- it did, one of them did, and it's like the youngest of the four compound volcanoes. And it was like a couple thousand years ago, like 2000 or something. I don't know. Maybe it was only 200 years ago. It's in my notes. We'll get there. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the four, but technically five cones that make up the Mount Shasta mountain. So the first one is the oldest of the volcanoes, and it's called the Red Fir Cone. And it actually sits underneath the rest of the other ones, sort of underneath, like subgeologically under the ground, if that is a thing. Maybe that's the actual earth chakra, because it's the only one that's under the ground. If we're going with your... told me it was a mountain. It is, but it's made of four... It's made up of four different volcanoes. So on the outside, it looks like one giant mountain kind of, but it has four, technically five dormant volcanoes that create it. Okay. So if you were to like split it in half, you could number them one, two, three, four. Well, it's still on the outside. No, the uh, first one, the red fir cone is not, it's actually underneath the other ones. If you look at it from like a cross section geological standpoint of it, that one sits underneath the soil layer and actually sinks in. So it doesn't actually make like a mountain thing, but it is one of the strata volcanoes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so that's why they kind of don't count it. So it's four cones, but technically five if you want to count the red fir cone, which is 590,000 years old. So now you have the second cone, which is the Shasta cone. And the Shasta cone is 95 to 97,000 years old. That one you can see. The third one is called the Misery Hills cone, which um, Misery loves company. So that's why there's four of them, I guess. And it is 30 to 50,000 years old. Then you have the Holtum Cone post 9,500 years old. So I guess it's after 9,500 years. I don't know. And then the next one is the Sergeant's Ridge. And it's one to 200,000 years old. And the last eruption was 200 years ago. See, I was right. I just had to move the decimal point back over. And it was from Sergeant's Ridge, which is the least old, oldest cone. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) This is going to be fun to edit. So let's talk about the Native Americans of the Mount Shasta region. So there are a, not just, there's a couple of different nations that lived around the Mount Shasta region, not just one. Evidence of an Indian camp on the north side of Mount Shasta dates back to at least 600 BCE and possibly to 2500 BCE. Artifacts in the greater region suggest 9,000 years of Native American habitation. Mount Shasta is a corner territory boundary of four Native American peoples. The Shasta, Modoc, I think it's Otswegi, and Wintu. Additionally, Mount Shasta is within the view of the Karuk tribe on the mid-Kalamath River and the Kalamath tribe of the upper Kalamath River. So, those are all of the different types of people that have decided to uh, make things, lore, stories, religious teachings of Mount Shasta. So there's a lot of different viewpoints that can come into why it can be seen as Earth's chakra, root chakra, the Moldahar, the one that sits at the base of everything. 
But it's on the outside of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There are lots of creation stories from these different tribes. So all tribes noted above revered Mount Shasta and have myths recorded about the creation of the mountain or features Shasta in a teaching myth. So one of the teaching myths is the great spirit builds Mount Shasta to see the ocean. This creation story tells of the mountain itself and of the hillocks of the Shasta Valley. Another teaching story is the great spirit with the mountain and his wigwam. Another one is his daughter and the grizzlies. And these ones tell of the origins of the native peoples. Miss Misa tells of a tiny but wonderful spirit in the mountain which balances earth and the universe. Another story called the yellow jacket steel coyote salmon tell how persistence is valued and how the buried salmon high above on Shasta makes one a bit nauseous up there, which is, I know we talked about this in the video that I like that that's how they made rationale of if you climb too high, the air gets thin. Yeah. But they're like, no, it's just stinky fish (laughs) or something. (laughs) And then another teaching story is how the first rainbow was made. And this tells of cooperation of animals on the mountain. So there are many, if you're interested, authentic and unusual teaching stories from a Wintu elder. And his name is Grant Tawandali. And his Indian name is Lakchakar Tahuindiali. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. And he put all of these stories in a book that he created in 1966 called The Bag of Bones, which makes me super excited. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now let's talk about the word Shasta itself. It annoyed me because when I was looking this up on the internet of like why is Mount Shasta the root chakra of the world not the root chakra no it is the root chakra the root chakra of the world (laughs) I know I keep saying earth because we're talking about the earth chakras but the earth chakra some people think is the heart chakra so it's like a whole mess of things so earth and earth what (laughs) (laughs) that's why my brain keeps getting confused earth and earth that's the root chakra of the earth yeah but I keep saying the earth chakra of the root or the earth chakra of the earth but the earth chakra of the earth is something different because that's the heart chakra anyways everybody's (laughs) confused you're confused i'm i know what my confusion is but that's all that matters so it bothered me in the word looking up the word shasta because not only is it shasta soda and shasta mountain but people were talking about that the word shasta is a sanskrit word meaning creation and i'm thinking okay i don't think there were any indian people or people from the east that were coming over and looking at Mount Shasta to name it. And I was like, I call BS on this because there were so many like metaphysical, spiritual websites that I was looking at because it's hard to find information that is not um, just... Well, did the tribe believe that the mountain was the root chakra? Because didn't chakras come from the east? <laughs> Sorry. Because that might um, be why it's like that. Well, no, actually... Because white people would probably... A, not necessarily keep the name that the, like, natives gave it because it's usually, like, 
it's too hard to pronounce. So we, we change it. Well, no, it's not that. It's that white people on the internet were saying that Shasta is a Sanskrit word. And if you're into spirituality, yeah. everything's all about Hindu and Buddhist thought. And they're like, that's Sanskrit. It came from the Indian people. And I'm like, that makes zero sense, like, histo- like historically and anything else, because we're talking about Native Americans here. And if it was a Native American word, that would make sense. But y'all are telling me that it means creation and, like, the beginning from Sanskrit. And that makes no sense to me. <laughs> Unless it's because the ideas came from chakras, which came from, like, the Buddhist stuff that you're talking about. But it doesn't, which is why I got mad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, do the native tribe that you're talking about believe that it's a chakra? I don't think they believe that it's a chakra because chakra thought is a very Indian thing. It's Hindu exactly. Buddh- Buddhist. That's what I'm talking about. So it makes zero sense That's for why it to they be think that, that way. <laughs> Who thinks that? The white people? The people that say something about Shasta being creation or something. Well, the Native Americans thought that it was a creator or the creative Okay, source. maybe I don't know what you're talking about, but that's like where it's coming from is because chakras are related to Indian thought. Yeah, but Indians aren't here. Native Americans are. So it makes no sense that an Indian man would come yeah, over but also to California. We're relating it to being a chakra. Yeah. Which is not Native thought, you know? Yeah. Okay. But it's, I'm like... <laughs> That's where it's coming from. The you have name, two different cultures coming in. But the name has to predate the idea of chakra being in the United States. Because chakra thought didn't really come here until like the 1800s, late 1700s, early 1800s. Okay. Anyways, it just annoyed me. Because <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So just as annoying as this conversation probably was, the actual like the word Shasta is just as interesting too. The word Shasta is a modern spelling of the name, a Native American tribe first spelled as Sasti. In a December 26, 1826 journal entry of the Hudson's Bay Company Fur Brigade leader, Peter Skeen Ogin. So this Ogin guy was talking to the Native Americans around Mount Shasta and specifically the tribe of natives that he was talking to were the ones that were in the Kalamath Lake area. And he stated that the name Sasti was used by the Kalamath Indians for an enemy tribe on the other side of the mountains. So it's not, it's not even like the name of the mountain itself until these people decided to, uh, I mean, he was this fur trader guy was talking to the Indians, trying to get like beavers or whatever is over there, I presume. And while talking to the Native Americans, he's like, what are we doing and where are we? And they're like, the Sasti Indians are over there. And they're like, ah, we're on one side of the mountain and the Shasti Indians are on the other side. So we're just going to call it Mount Shasta. And the spelling of it actually didn't get solidified until like way, 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 way later. And people called it so many different things. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then finally they just settled on, okay, there's so many maps calling this thing one thing and then another thing. And it doesn't have the same name that we're finally just going to say, this is what it's called. Mm -hmm. So it has nothing to do with chakra thought at all in any way, shape or form. Okay. It just annoyed me that people thought that it was just because now we've named it one of the Earth's chakras that they're like, it has to do with Hindu things. I'm like, no, it hasn't. It doesn't have nothing to do with it at all. Anyways, so. Other than it's a chakra. (laughs) Yeah, but that came way later. 
it just annoys me that they're thinking that it has to do with Sanskrit, but it doesn't. Okay. Like, mountain came first. Hindu Buddha thought of it came last. <laughs> so, anyways. Apparently, there are seven sacred mountains of the world. The seven sacred mountains of the world in the last few decades, Mount Shasta has become locally known as one of the seven sacred mountains. However, there is no officially recognized world list of the seven sacred mountains and regional lists of them as well. So Mount Shasta is listed as a sacred mountain, but it does not have an established or widespread legacy. To generations of Native Americans, the mountain was a highly important place of reverence and a place of balance between Earth and the universe. To early Californian explorers, climbers, and settlers, it was a source of awe and inspiration. So to traveler writers in the late 1800s, it was known as the Keystone of California Scenery and California's Fujisan. It was in the early 20th century that three books firmly established Shasta's reputation as the most unusual and sacred mountain. So before then, it was just a mountain that the natives had much more awe-inspiring things about it and much more firmly established sacred meaning to and then us settlers came in and we're like we be settling and doing stuff and we think this place is also cool too but we also don't know what to name it until that one dude that was a fur trader pete peter Ogden, was like maybe we'll call it this because someone said a name kind of related to it but again since it was so awe-inspiring to the white people that surrounded the place just like the native americans we decided to make up stories about it too because we thought it was pretty captivating so it wasn't until the early 20th century that three books firmly established Mount Shasta's reputation as the most unusual and sacred of all mountains, of the seven mountains. So there are three books, A Dweller on Two Planets, Lomeria, and Unveiled Mysteries. We're going to discuss below the three different books and how the body and myth and legend of Shasta Mountain is perhaps unrivaled in all of North American mountain literature. I didn't know if there was specifically literature about mountains, though. Why not? Geology, my dude. The people that we talked about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The the geologists, the like 0.3% that are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Or someone that just really liked it in school, like my mom. The first book was about Lemurians and Mount Shasta. So the myth of a spiritually advanced race of people from the lost continent of Lemuria can be traced to the 19th century writings of H.P. Blodwoski, which is Helena Blodwoski, She was one of the very first pioneers of the spiritualist movement in America, and she was also the founder of the Theosophical Society. However, in 1925, the writer Salvius published the first article linking Lemurians to Mount Shasta. And in 1931, Wishar Spendel Servi, which is a pseudonym for Harvey Spencer Lewis, wrote and published Lemuria, the Lost Continent of the Pacific, the Mystery People of Mount Shasta. So So Lewis... Lemurians are still aliens. They're not aliens. They're a highly advanced race of humanoid-ish people. That live on Earth. Yes. There's a lot of cross-analysis cross, cross analysis of this, too. Because it says that there was a lost continent of Lemuria. And people that get really excited about, what is it called? Um, the place at the bottom of the ocean, Atlantis. A lot of people that get excited about Atlantis also think that Lemurians are half of the subspecies of Atlanteans that still rule on the earth. And for some reason, they live on Mount Shasta. And then the other ones say that the ones that fell into 
I think there was like they someone told me that there was an island off the coast of Portugal that sunk to the bottom of the ocean and that is where the Atlanteans are. So there's in the ocean. In in the ocean. Okay, so the people of Atlantis, they lived on like dry land. Yes. And then it sunk. Yes, off of the coast and of Portugal. And they still live on Atlantis in the ocean. Possibly. <laughs> I'm only telling you what I've heard people tell me. <laughs> and some people believe that Atlanteans and Lemurians are the same. Okay, then what is the difference be- be- between us that aren't Atlanteans and Atlanteans? Why Atlanteans? are they so special? Yeah, I don't know, because it's something that someone can't touch, so people get really excited about it. <laughs> well, you said that they were like, hire whatever people that are from here it's how how do okay so you know how there's all of the conspiracy theories that like the aliens helped people build like the ancient peoples of the world okay like the aztec incans mayans the egyptian pyramids they all have hieroglyphic evidence so you said the lemurians aren't aliens but they lived around the same time as them or before the time same time as what ancient egyptians aztecs mayans things like that Okay, how does this relate to aliens? (laughs) So there are conspiracy theories that aliens helped people become advanced societies, right? So they helped Lemurians become advanced? Yes, but Lemurians didn't die out or evolve unlike all of the other species of peoples like us. So like that big gap that people don't know about between the Stone Age and like not the Stone Age or AD versus BCE those are the high advanced society technology people that still have the alien technology and or if not are somewhat subbreeding with the aliens to make them a more advanced human race. Again, I don't know anything about this. I'm just telling you what people have told me. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that is uh, that is why they're not aliens, but they are aliens and why they're more sophisticated, even though they're not whatever. They have the alien powers. So, the book, Lemurians and Mount Shasta, um, The Lost Continent of the Pacific and the Mystery People of Mount Shasta, Lewis wrote that Lemurians were tall, graceful, and agile creatures with larger heads and much larger foreheads than average humans. Lemurians would come to towns and spend gold nuggets, which is one of my favorite stories because I heard about Mount Shasta and Lemurians in another podcast And the story that they referenced was like this guy was in a coal miner store and a Lemurian came in and he was like the most beautiful person he'd ever seen. And they wanted to buy like a bag of Doritos or something. And the uh, guy turned around and then like when he looked back, the Lemurian person or like most beautiful human he'd ever seen was gone. But there was a gold nugget on his like little counter thing. So were they shapeshifters? No, they're just graceful and agile. If you're graceful and agile, I would be out of every single line as fast as possible, too, without anybody knowing. Be like, here's my gold nugget. Have a good day. (laughs) Makes no sense to me. So (laughs) the publication of this popular AMORC or Amorac Resurrection book resulted in a steady stream of writers and tourists coming to Mount Shasta in the 1930s. And later, so Lemuria was named for the lemur. The name Lemuria was proposed in 1864 by a zoologist named Philip L. Sclatter for a hypothetical sunken continent which could account for the migration of lemurs between existing continents. So it was about lemurs and then someone made it about people. 
and a con- continent that got lost. So sounds sounds fun. Now we have Saint Germain. This is another book. Saint Germain and the Ascended Masters. This is also a really good one that I like a lot. And I'm sorry. I'll try not to make as much fun of it as I did before. Because <laughs> every religion is valid. But when you're drinking milk on top of a mountain and talking to a leopard, that's a lot for me. I think it was because the salmon were buried up there and the guy was just not having a good time. Anyways. Nobody knows what you're talking about now. <laughs> no, but I do. And if, well, some people might get it. Just because you don't know doesn't mean other people don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> yeah, but they don't some, know it yet. <laughs> some people might know it too. Like they've listened to other podcasts. If they're listening to us, they listen to other podcasts that are like us. And those podcasts are good. Anyways, the other book, St. Germain and the Ascended Masters, was written in 1934 by Guy Warren Ballard using the pen name of Godfrey Ray King. And it was published as an autobiographical, autobio, autobiographical novel titled Unveiled Mysteries, which reveals his 1930 meeting with the timeless ascended master St. Germain on the slopes of Mount Shasta. The book told about the mountain and discusses the teachings of the mystic spiritual teacher St. Germain and other ascended masters who exist on a higher realm. Bollard explained that that St. Germain was, quote, the same great masterful presence who worked at the court of France previous to and during the French Revolution. Mr. Ballard wrote several other books before passing in 1940. His wife, Edna, continued the, quote, I am religious activity and published many volumes of additional St. Germain material. By the 1940s, hundreds of thousands of people were part of the activity. This religious group, still popular throughout the world, brings many visitors to Mount Shasta each summer to attend a series of pageants at the St. Germain Amphitheater in Mount Shasta City. So this is a fun fact. The first child born to settlers in Eureka, California in 1851 was named William Shasta Hill and his parents called him Shasta Boot, which I think is cute. So Shasta Boot. Shasta Boot or Butt, B-U-T-T-E. I'm going to say Butte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you really think that Mount Shasta is the Earth's root chakra? Because according to Andrew Oder from Retreats in Mount Shasta, he states that, quote, a strong case could also be made that Mount Shasta is the crown chakra. As many of you know, Mount Shasta is closely associated with St. Germain, who is the master of the seventh ray, the violet ray. The violet ray is very strong and accessible on Mount Shasta. And since Mount Shasta is a great place for expanding you to your infinite eternal self, this might be considered the seventh chakra experience. Other ones also said that it could be the heart chakra because many people go to this place and it's out in the wilderness and they're like, my internal heart feels complete. Where is it? Mount Shasta? Yeah. Northern California? I feel like the root chakra is um, where the axis is, like where it tilts. The axis of the earth? Yeah, the bottom. The south pole or the equator? I don't know because I don't know how it tilts. <laughs> I'm not seeing it, just feeling it it's at the bottom. <laughs> the bottom of everything or the middle of the of everything? Because the equator is the middle of the earth. Well, the earth tilts, so though it's at the bottom. The very it's like it's the reason why it tilts. I don't know. That's just the feeling that I get. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about space time and the earth. We're talking tilting. about root chakra. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> you you're mean? talking. Well, I don't know anything about well, like. Astro- well, me either. That's why I'm telling you I know the earth tilts, and that's what the, my spirit guides are telling me where it's at. Interesting. I think it tilts to the left, but I could be wrong. It's also space. 
I'm sorry. I'm the last frontier. Dyslexic. <laughs> which way is left? <laughs> it has to be which side of the earth you're on. But yeah, that's how I feel like it is. Where do you feel like it is? Oh, I have no idea. Well, ask your spirit guides. I don't know where it is either. <laughs> I think you asked me this last time, and yeah, all I don't. My spirit I have no are, idea. Just like, ask. I know <laughs> that's <but> the point. <laughs> I I personally think this is kind of funny. So my ability to be unbiased and metaphysical about Excuses. it is hard. It's not Why an do you excuse. Think it's funny. It. We have chakras, so the Earth would have chakras because it's just a mirror of everything. Because we are a part of the Earth, and the Earth is a part of the universe. I wouldn't think that the chakras are physical earth things, like physical earth features like you do. It's, you're funny. What? Well, no, I, no, like, I don't mean like you do as in you think that they're physical earth features. I mean, like, you don't think that they're physical earth features. Okay. So. Isn't that what you just said? <laughs> That's what you believe? <laughs> that, no, that they're not physical earth features. Yes. And you just said that I believe that they're not physical earth features. Yeah, but you looked offended as in you took it the other way. So that's why I clarified. <laughs> okay. So where do you think the earth is? I don't know. I don't know where they are. Ask your I feel like the root chakra would be at the South Pole too. The very bottom of the earth. There's a lot of things down there that we don't know about. I feel like the, I feel like they also change though as well. Because your chakras aren't supposed to be the same either. I'm a very firm believer in that I don't think chakras can be blocked. I think that it's an ebb and flow of one chakra is supposed to be full or more full than another one so that you are balanced. I don't think that balance is everything is equal. There's fluidity in balance. So from a geographical historic standpoint i know that all of the continents used to be in different points of the world so when i think about antarctica or a continent or area being a physical place for the root chakra to be i feel like at one point antarctica actually used to be the heart chakra so i feel like it's not just one solid point that stays the same it can be places that move on the earth so well i think the energy of the earth moves in like if you think about physics energy gets pushed away from the circular object so when something spins it gets pushed away from it so obviously it's moving but i feel like the earth chakra or sorry the root chakra is um at the bottom because it's like we sit on our root chakra so that's what they're using to explain to me that it's at the bottom because it affects how the earth moves and it would make sense too because it's poles polar yep so it's the reason why the earth is like weirdly sitting i know that it's like in space and there's no gravity but that's just how the energy is moving through earth it's just like how a rainbow the red is at the bottom obviously gravity isn't affecting light you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah but i feel like that can change when the earth's crust shifts so right now where we might think the root chakra is of antarctica i feel like at one point in time millions and millions of years ago antarctica might have been the heart chakra so well that's why i'm not telling you it's at a certain point just know that it's the reason why the earth is the sitting the way it is because it's the reason why we sit on our root chakra <laughs> okay it's the heaviest part vibrationally speaking makes sense like a rainbow what do you guys think do you think that mount shasta is the real 
root chakra of the earth, the place that balances where you hold all of your trauma and your self safeness and security and feeling safe. <laughs> I have a large Muldhar chakra. It's fine. Take that for how you want. <laughs> Do you have a dad joke for today? Possibly. Yeah? I had one, but that was a while ago. I had some, and I don't know where I put them. I took a screenshot of where they were. Oh, I might have one. Hold on, I gotta put it together. Oh, okay. Laughs at own joke while puts together in mind. <laughs> no, I'm laughing at the fact that I have to figure out how to put it together. While I'm figures this out, the reason we're doing dad jokes is because if at any point in this time of listening... Okay, I got it. Oh, okay. Why do zebras have stripes? Um, so that when you buy the zebra stripe gum, you can have your tongue look like a cool thing for a second? Because they're not easily spotted. <laughs> wow, that's good, actually. I went to the San Diego Zoo and the lady was giving us dad jokes. You're welcome. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, technically, they aren't easily spotted, which is why they have that pattern. Which is so. why that joke makes funny. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the reason we're telling you dad jokes is because if you could leave us an Apple podcast review, we would sincerely appreciate it. If you don't listen to us on Apple podcasts, that's okay because not everybody's hip and drive with the Apple stuff. Cause sometimes, you know, Apple's Apple, Snapple, Apple. Oh, I have those in the garage. Anyways, if you could leave us a dad joke in your review, that would be fabulous. We haven't gotten many dad jokes. We've gotten fabulous reviews from all of you fabulous people, but not many dad jokes. So now we have to come up with them by ourselves. So if any point in time, we said something funny or made you think about a dad joke, leave it in your review. If not, you know, we still appreciate the five-star reviews. Until next time, when we talk about the second earth chakra, we are your meta sidekicks. Bye.